All right. Three, two, one. Action. Deacon Greg back with two beers deep. Uh, we're sitting here actually just watching a little more combine footage because what else are you supposed to do? Absolutely. But watch combine things. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed I didn't get a chance to watch too much of it this weekend, but I did get a lot of the numbers as they were coming to me on Twitter. I'm, I was very impressed with a lot of the guys that, that showed up this, this weekend. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it, it's actually impressive, um, the guys that are there. Oh, what? Okay, I, I can't transition like that i was just going to transition over to what i'm talking about but i'm not going to do that right now all right <laughs> um, but yeah we'll get into some combine talk which is exciting here guys um i do want to bring up first though obviously we have so many things going on with thoughts on the bench right now we have the funny thing about sports with ben fury still dropped um i think it's about episode four now i think it is it could be five mm-hmm. to look uh and then obviously the heart of the order baseball podcast which you guys are uh, shooting episode three this week i believe yes we are no episode four episode four yeah episode four we dropped uh we dropped two episodes last week because we were kind of behind a week but yeah we'll be dropping episode four this week uh, we're gonna get into a lot of talk about the bryce harper signing uh any moves that are going to happen now moving forward that the free agency doors have officially been broken and we're yep. gonna do another division preview uh we haven't decided yet I- i'm assuming uh, we already kind of did both of the West Division, so we might transition to the East now. But we'll see. Just amazing baseball knowledge. Mm-hmm. Huge baseball guy. Um, <clears throat> so let's just let's. I do want to talk combine a lot today. I, I feel like we that, need a shirt that says "Huge Baseball Guy." Now, oh yeah, that, it's in the works. <laughs> it's in the works. Um, so the first thing I want to say in the combine: Wow, DK Metcalf did not let us down. Uh. Like in all seriousness, there was a little bit of of thought in my head. Mm-hmm. that I was like, man, if this guy doesn't come out and surprise everyone, it's almost a bigger negative for him. Like, he could have had a mediocre combine. It would have been, like, an unfair dig at him because they're like, well, look at this picture. I expected him to blow us away. So thank God he did. Yeah. No, I I looked at him, and I, I get it. Everyone had saw the hype about what he looked like with his muscles and stuff, this 1.7% body fat, which, by the way, I still find it hard to believe that that's healthy. <laughs> I just I just have to. Yeah, but, that's the weird thing is there's there's spots on your body that are supposed to have fat. Yeah, so it's it's weird how that worked out, but um, no, but looking at DK Metcalf, uh, he had an unbelievable bench press and all that. I didn't think it was important for a receiver to lift weights, obviously, but he he made up for it for his forty time. His forty time was great. Uh, it's definitely going to be something that's going to get him first round consideration now. I, I think someone said that he might get top 10. Which... Uh, yeah, I actually, so I have a mock draft coming out. Um, I'm going to do one tonight. And I had him in my uh, notes today, nine to the Buffalo Bills. You say nine? Okay. Yeah. And it's it's just, you know, he looks like a wide receiver one. I, <laughs> he just looks like the right guy. Yeah. I don't know. And, and you get worried with these receivers and this and that. And obviously, um, I think the Browns are a little hyped about Metcalf and thought about getting him because of his dad, obviously, playing his career there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. A team's going to be happy when they have him. Like, his route running might not be that great. He needs to work on his hands is what I've read. Mm-hmm. But athletically, 
Dude is a freak. I do agree, actually, that, that Buffalo would be a perfect place for him because they do need weapons for Josh Allen. Uh, I don't think any of the O-linemen really kind of blew a lot of people away at the Combine. Now, uh, Jonah Williams came in as, like, the, the bigger name. Um, I think he fell a little bit, and I, I agree with you there. Yeah, I think this is just a not really that deep of an O-line class that it might not be the best time to go for it. But at the same time, I think Jonah Williams fits a need very perfectly for them. But at the same time, though, if it came down to Metcalf and Jonah Williams, I wouldn't be upset if they took Metcalf over. Well, and, and you're looking at it, like, also – Neither of those guys should probably be at the nine spot no, there. No, absolutely not. So um, I think it's the nine spot. Yeah, it, it would be the nine. Um, so then you're sitting there and you're like, all right, are they going to really go for need mm-hmm. or are they going to, you know, take best player available? Right. Um, I, I think if they take a wide receiver there, it's absolute need. I would not be surprised either if uh, the New York Jets and their uh, their news that they have already said this weekend that they are going to consider trading down. I would not be surprised if they trade down and then look at Metcalf as their number one guy. Because yeah. really defensively, I don't see too many things that... I, I mean, yes, we do argue need versus talent, and I think talent would be a great position for them to be in, but at the same time, though, their D-line is, is very stacked right now. It's been a strength of theirs for a long time. I wouldn't be surprised if they go for a linebacker, but then again, if Metcalf is there, I mean, Sam Darnold needs playmakers. I mean, I don't trust Robbie Anderson to be my number one. I, I read something today that the Jets would actually prefer Tevin Coleman to Le'Veon Bell. I did see that, too. Um so let's talk, I want to talk about that real quick, mm-hmm. and then we'll get back to the combine because today's going to be a pretty much a, a yeah. more NFL dominant conversation, guys. Yeah. But we have, we have franchise tag news to talk about. Yes, today we too. do. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. So you know what? Actually, let's keep it the combine for right. now. And then yeah, with the franchise news as well, we will backtrack when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so some other name that I really was kind of surprised that mm-hmm. I didn't hear. Yeah, and that's Josh Allen out of Kentucky. You thought he was going to come to the combine. And prove that he had the physical gifts to go number one. I think after the season that he had and where he flat out said that he was the number one overall player in this class, I thought he was going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. He didn't have a bad combine, but he didn't have anything that really, you know, kind of made him special compared to a lot of other people. He just, it kind of pushed him in the mix. And as much as, you know, this guy is supposed to be the elite edge rusher, him or Bosa, him or Bosa, Mm -hmm. I really don't know... If his combine helped him. No, I, I think his pro day might actually benefit him a little bit more. Now, Nick Bosa came in and actually probably had one of the a solid combine. Oh, he yeah. Didn't, he didn't blow any people away, but his 40 time was very good for a six foot three pass rusher. That is exactly what you need. So I, I think he is right there still in the number one contender spot. I'm looking at Josh Allen. I think the pro day is going to be the big telling point for him. And I look at a lot of these guys too. I feel like the pro day is going to be the yeah. ultimate saving grace for a lot. And, of And these the players. pro days, the you know they're comfortable. They're right. in their own field. They're with their receivers. It, you get a like an obviously everyone should make every one of those passes, but you get more of an understanding of like, okay, what can this dude do more comfortably? Yeah, because the combine is a pretty awkward situation. I wonder if scouts and GMs take more into consideration about how well you perform at the combine than you do your pro day because of the fact that you're you're taken out of a situation just like everyone else you're put in an even playing field there's no comfortability whatsoever but if you perform well that is looked at higher 
on uh, compared to your pro day. Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so give me another name that either, you know, positive or negative, whichever you want to touch base on, because there's so many names that you talk about going into this, and there's so many people that did well, so many people that uh, not really shit the bed, but just didn't do well. Yeah. So give well, me a name. I, well, I mean, the first one that that blew people away this weekend had to have been Montez Sweat. Yeah, oh, my fastest God. run by a D lineman, I think they said two eighty, and he ran a four point four two. That was faster than OBJ. Imagine, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's why OBJ tweeted, I'm a 4-3 guy, but name one time I was ever caught from behind. It's like, well, you never played against Montez Sweat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, Montez is kind of a, an interesting case. Uh, he was originally a commit from Michigan State. Uh, he transferred, went to junior college, then went ah. to Mississippi State. Uh Pro Football Focus, when they did kind of their rankings of the top college players this year, had Montez Sweat, I think, in the 80s. So wow. it's kind of, yeah, so it, it's a little... It's a little concerning because the production didn't really match up. But then again, I mean, Montez could have easily been in the same category as a lot of the elite pass rushers where they didn't get a lot of looks. And yep. Jeffrey Simmons got more of the splash plays. But it, I don't know. It kind of says a lot that in terms of productivity, he wasn't that high compared to the measurables that he had at this combine because he blew people away. Yeah, agreed, man. Uh, another name I want to talk about is Quentin Williams. Yeah. Um, he had a great 40 time. He, you know. I think he was up almost 30 reps, if not above. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. But he's one of those guys that I think, and that's what I saw with the disconnect with Josh Allen in this. Mm-hmm. You saw Quinn Williams come in, and he did exactly what you thought he was going to do. He put himself up there as possibly the number one overall pick, and so I think he, he, he can walk away happy. I love how he went against his agent's advice, too, and decided to run a second 40 yep. and ran faster. Yep. That's pretty funny how I that love happened. that. And he I, ran it faster. He knew it, man. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that. That's something that he knew that he could dominate at, and he succeeded. Um, Another guy that really impressed me, and this pains me to say it, but Devin White. Devin White was amazing. Uh, I yeah, loved, you're not happy that he's good. I, I'm not happy he's good because I want him to be a Steeler. I'm also not happy that Devin Bush is as good as we thought he was going to be because he's probably going to be gone by 20. Yeah, so. yeah, I think he's gone, man. I think it's uh, I, I, I read something too that Jakai, Jakai Polite. I know. I know. Yeah, I think it's uh, Jakai Polite or something. Okay. But yeah, uh, Chicka Chicka. Yeah, but um, uh, Matt Miller uh, apparently was getting reports all night that uh, a lot of scouts did not like Polite at all. Like they said, he interviewed badly, and I believe the one. The one thing that he pointed out was that some scouts said that his injury was bullshit. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. The, the injury that um, I, get, I th- believe it was the injury that he was dealing with at the end of the year was apparently not real or wasn't as bad as it could have been. So mm. he didn't produce as well as he could have. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know the reason I brought up his name is because he's, uh, according to, I forget what the report was, but he's in play for the Steelers. He is. He also that. interviewed with the Steelers as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those guys that I feel like that's going to be a bad pick. Yeah. Not yeah. trying to be a jack. Like I just I feel like that's going to bite us in the ass if you take him there. Yeah. I feel like Polite's going to drop a little bit because of the the uneasiness that he yep. had at the combine. Uh, it's not that necessarily there's anything like, you know, there's no really red flags or something that he had trouble with the law or trouble like yep. anything like that. But it's just you know if the scouts don't like you and they don't see you're being honest with them, like it's gonna be hard for them. Yeah, to that's it's get it's literally it. an interview. Mm-hmm. Like it's a business interview. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I thought another amazing performance was Trace McSorley at the forty. Wow. Yeah. My my problem was my problem with that is how much could you register a, a forty yard dash in terms of what it needs for a quarterback. Me personally, yeah, it means the difference between third and one and first and ten when your quarterback's scrambling out of the pocket. All you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like obviously it's not that incremental, but when you're looking at the ability to get 
just one more yard or one more inch, he's going to get farther than everyone else there. Okay. Like, so that's why I look at that and I say the 40 time for a quarterback. Like, yeah, Tom Brady didn't have a 40 time. It was so <laughs> slow. This, like, the stopwatch is still recording. Yeah. <laughs> but he's Tom Brady. Yeah. So, you know, obviously it means different things, but I thought it was cool. It I was, mean, it is different measurables. And, I mean, you will still see Brady try to go for the extra inch. So, I'll, I'll yep. give you that. I mean, he may not get there in time, but at least he will make the effort for it. <laughs> and then you look at – uh some of the other quarterbacks, like Dwayne Haskins, ran terribly. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray obviously did not run. Daniel Jones did okay, and then the uh, six foot seven guy at a Buffalo, I forget his name, Tyree Jackson. Yes, yeah. wow. That yeah. dude, I saw that dude on screen. I was like, is this guy, like a tight end? Like, nope. Quarterback. Yeah, J- Jackson did not look like he should have ran that fast. Like, if you looked at like the his body and stuff, I would have thought he would have had like a little bit more 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 pudge on him yeah. or something. I did not. I was not expecting that. He had some long legs though. So yep. credit to him. But no, man, I, the combine's been fun. I'm, I'm interested personally to go back and watch running backs and wide receivers for fantasy reasons. Absolutely, uh, I think that's kind of the main thing that people look at. I mean, for me, the forty-yard dash, the easiest things that you have to look at are wide receivers, corners, and running backs. And now lately, it's it's linebackers. Dude, yeah, linebackers, these linebackers are crazy anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, linebackers. If you put up a good forty time, you are going to get drafted high. It's not even up for discussion anymore. Um, but in terms of the the forty, I think the the running back that impressed the most people was Justice Hill. Yep. Yeah, Justice Hill played himself into a day two pick immediately. Well, Justice and then Hill. the guy that I think played himself into a day two pick as well, um, Flowers out of Ohio State. Is it Flowers? No. What's his name? The guy that ran the four three. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna look this up. That's no, okay. Um, what was he a corner or wide a, receiver? Wide receiver was it Paris Campbell? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, Par- Paris not... Campbell. Yeah. Wow. Where'd you get Flowers from? Uh. Campbell, flowers, soup. <laughs> flower soup? Yeah, you know. All right, I got you. <laughs> You're with me. Uh, no, but the, unbelievable. And that, that will get you at least, like, if you run that speed, yep. you are getting drafted somewhere. Yeah. So that's at least he can say, I'm getting drafted. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously not, the, he would have gotten drafted before anyways, but. Yeah. Well, what's the craziest thing about the combine too is that if you're not a well-known name, if you do not produce well, you can leave this entire combine and say, "I'm not getting drafted." Yeah, that's scary. You look at some of the guys. Um, whenever you're just watching YouTube clips, we just have them running in the background now. Hamp Cheevers out of Boston College would have never known his name, but mm-hmm. if he comes out here and he ran like a four-two-nine, yeah, you're gonna draft it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, four-point-five, which is what he ran, is, is respectable for a corner, but at yeah. the same time, like, yeah, if you blow someone away, that's gonna turn some heads. Yep. Uh, anyone else you want to touch base on in this draft, man? Did anyone else you think work their way up? Um, the only other names, I mean, we mentioned about Devin Bush, Devin White. I thought they they definitely pushed themselves up higher than they were before. Yeah. Uh, not really. A lot of people are coming to my mind. I mean, I saw Rocky Sin had a really rough 40 time, 4.58. Yeah, yeah I, that was a guy that a lot of people thought could sneak into the end of the first round, but I don't think he's going to get there now. No. Um, yeah, in terms of the skills, the skill set, like there's no one who really, I heard, had a horrible combine. Yeah, that there. was one thing, too. I was going to say, no one really destroyed themselves, yeah. which is good. Like, the, like, I remember last year, for instance, like the one that a lot of people like saw right away was um, Orlando Brown. Yep. When he was, oh, God, was he awful at the testing. I mean, but that's to say, though, I mean, he was starting left tackle for the Ravens at the end of the season. So it's not like the the combine is going to be your yeah, end Yeah, it's be definitely all. the Underwear Olympics is not the uh, no. deciding factor of your life. No, the only thing that the help. Underwear Olympics decides is how much bigger of a bonus you're going to get. Yeah, in all seriousness, that, yeah. That's really yeah. it. Wow, man. 
But the combine, we'll, we'll talk more about it when we start doing our mock drafts and, and people's numbers. Um, but we can break off there. So uh, we mentioned this thing about Tevin Coleman. Yeah. So Tevin Coleman, if you're unaware, running back right now for the Falcons, but he's expected to leave in free agency. Um, big reason is because they always wanted him to be the main guy, mm-hmm. but Devontae Freeman just played too well. Yep. They obviously drafted Ido Smith last year, who performed great when Devontae Freeman was out all year. Mm-hmm. And Tevin Coleman was the primary ball carrier last year, so he got himself some good looks going into his free agency. Yeah, yeah. and he's a great receiving back. I think he's very talented. I'm excited to see what team he goes to, but the mm-hmm. Jets came out, and there's a report that they said they would rather have Tevin Coleman than Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. How crazy are those words a it, year it ago is today? Crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> crazy. And I mean, if you think about it, I mean, their logic isn't that far off base. Oh, no, you, 100%. You had, yeah, you had Tevin Coleman play all year. There's, game ta- there's an extra year of game tape on him. He was a starter for a lot of the year because of Devontae Freeman's injury. And he so just you, played last year. Yeah, he played last year. And, I mean, you saw what, how he can handle a starting running back nod because, let, let's be honest, he's going to get starter money. Yep. He's not going to get anything like Le'Veon Bell. And the big thing, too, is that there was a report that came out that people thought that Le'Veon Bell just gained too much weight in the offseason yeah, from someone not said training. That. And, and, and I don't know what they're running off. Is it just his look or whatever? But I It could be both. Yeah. I, here's what I'll say. If he's going to skip preseason, come to the NFL season, and he was still Le'Veon Bell two years ago, mm-hmm. I don't actually have – I have concern for the things that just playing gives you. Mm-hmm. Like just the ability to be like, oh, I need to look at the quarterback. The ability – blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to physical ability, I have no reason to believe Le'Veon Bell is going to be bad. You know what I mean? My only issue is that do you think being away for a year – your first inclination when you get into a game and you're kind of just like off base compared to what you used to be, like maybe you're you don't react as well as you used to or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's could that the intangible, or not the intangibles, but the things that come with, like you can practice football for six years, right? Get in a game and just not know because games are different. They're just completely different. Absolutely, there's diff- there's a reason why some guys are great at practice but never show up at the game. There, I mean, there's always something where you see guys say, "Oh, we had a great, great week of practice. We're gonna come out and play great," and they just sh- yep. do nothing. So don't do shiz. Yeah, that's honestly what what we could potentially see with Le'Veon Bell. That's just the mystery of it. And honestly, if if Le'Veon Bell is gonna play, I feel like any team that signs him is gonna probably demand that he plays a lot of preseason. Yeah. So I I guess what do you put in that contract? Because you're Le'Veon Bell's not getting big money. So then is he gonna get? He's probably gonna get a one two-year deal you're gonna have to make everything incentive-based yeah i don't know i yeah you would have to make like everything incentive-based and then i mean you would need a roster bonus you would need a workout yeah, that's a really good point. you would need a workout bonus uh you would probably and there would probably be escalators depending on how well you do throughout the year and stuff like that and yeah that's basically what you're gonna have to be i feel like he's going to need this year to prove himself that he is still the same back yes. and then maybe try again next year and get himself a bigger contract yep. but i i don't know if he can do it they could even have like a half year opt out <laughs> like eh, we're good now we're gonna let you go but personally <laughs> I, I don't know i just i don't have any thought in my head that Le'Veon Bell will never be as good as he was with the Steelers. I can say that. Yeah. But there's he's not going to be the shell of himself former NFL star. No, I, I think he still has some intangibles yeah. and some credibility to being a good running back in the NFL. I just don't see when you take him out of the Steelers system. I'm not even saying that, you know, taking him out, he's going to, you know, be horrible. I'm just saying that you're away from the game for a year. You're generally going to struggle a little bit with yeah. getting your footing back because it's something that you're not used to doing as much anymore. Yeah, agreed. 
but from the Jets' perspective, it obviously makes more sense to have Tevin Coleman because Tevin Coleman is about to sign a big deal, so it's more money than you would for Lev, right. but it's still less money than Lev asked for. I also believe um, Tevin's younger. Yes, he is. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. he is, yeah. And he's the guy. Again, I can't say this enough. The Falcons wanted him to be the guy until Devonta Freeman just played too well. Like, they wanted Tevin Coleman to be their starting running back. So mm-hmm. it's like if a team is going to put that much faith behind him, obviously you have to play the on-hand type stuff, but um, – I don't know. I, I just I think I think that's a smart move for the Jets if they make that. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see how the Falcons do this season now when they lose Tevin Coleman because they're not going to be able to rely on him and Devontae Freeman. I mean, yes, injuries happen. We don't know what could happen, but Ito Smith as the potential backup. I mean, do we know if he is the one He's that can handle? He's played the a couple games and they fully believe it. I was listening to the Fantasy Focus podcast today, and they interviewed the uh, manager for the Falcons. They believe that they drafted a NFL-caliber starting running back with Ito. Okay. And so do I, in all honesty. I don't think he's going to be as good as Tevin Coleman next year like as he would be, but you can't be rostering two full-time RB1s with the contracts. No, absolutely So I think not. that no matter what happens, they have to take that shot. Mm-hmm. So. Or unless they do something drastic and maybe consider trading Devontae Freeman, making Coleman your starter. But then again, I mean... I don't hate that, but I, you got to find a team that's not worried about Devontae Freeman's injuries and, and taking on the contract. Yeah, and Freeman's also slightly older. But then again, yeah, I, I feel like Coleman has a lot of potential, and I think he's going to make a team very happy oh, this offseason. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the next bit of news, which is the franchise tagging. Mm-hmm. It finally Booker. happened. Yeah, I believe the first one that happened was um, what was it? The kicker from San Francisco, I think, got a uh, got franchise tagged when the when it finally opened last That's week. That's so something. funny. That was funny. But the bigger ones, uh, the bigger news that happened with franchise tag was that uh, Demarcus Lawrence has officially yep. been told he's going to get the tag, which uh, is awesome. Yep, uh, Jadevion Clowney is going to get the tag, which mm-hmm. is another big move. Um, Grady Jarrett is going to get the tag. Oh, really? That surprised me. I, I didn't know that was official from that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that. I would have thought for sure that they would have let Jarrett walk. Not because he's a, he's a bad player or anything. I mean, I think he worked his way up to being a an elite-level nose tackle in the NFL. I'm just kind of surprised that they would be willing to give him the tag. The one that I'm surprised by and that I heard who's not going to get the tag is C.J. Mosley. Really? Yeah. Apparently, C- yeah, C.J. Mosley so was... So who are they going to tag? Or are they just not going to tag anyone? I don't know, but it's it's interesting. I'm really surprised that they're not going to tag C.J. Mosley because I, I get it. He didn't really have the best start to his career, but the last two seasons, he he's was been def- unbelievable. He has been great for I would the do Ravens. everything in my power to sign him. Yeah, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, and he's going to get paid this offseason. It's not even close. I think I think the, th- the issue with... Um, with him is that he is not the new type of linebacker that oh, yeah. you've seen the, you see the NFL. He's a tackling machine, yep. and he will play all three downs and whatnot. But in terms of the the physical traits that the like the new linebacker thing, where you have to drop back in coverage and yep. you got to have a not going to beat you with speed. He's got to cover running backs. Absolutely, catch the ball now. He has all the intangibles that you want, but he doesn't have like the main physical traits that fits the new linebacker. And I don't know if that's what the Ravens are thinking, or if it's just that you know maybe they saw someone at the combine, they saw this elite like group of linebackers that they could go for in the first round, and maybe thought, okay, let's cut our chances and not give this guy a, a huge contract. Another guy I completely forgot is also getting the franchise tag is uh, Frank Clark with the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was a 
funny thing because th- it was like two episodes ago. You said, and they're probably losing Clark. Yeah. So we were looking at the draft, and obviously they they said no. I literally we're did not, not. I honestly did not think they were going to keep Frank Clark. I just kind of look at pass rushers, and I feel like they could have been able to find someone, especially in the late. Yeah, 20s. agreed. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong, Frank Clark has been good, but meh. You know what I mean? Like, like he's been good, but to tag him is basically I don't know trying to hold this defense together for a little bit longer or something. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but the thing is, is though, is that John Snyder kind of knows how to build a team with more so like I don't want to say reclamation projects, but guys who might not be considered elite at their position. Because when Frank Clark was drafted, he was a third round pick, so it's it's not yeah. like he was considered like an elite defensive end. I remember Absolutely. seeing him in Michigan; he was good, but like it's not someone that you would expect to you know blow people away but no he worked his way up to being a great player for them and he's gonna get paid paid handsomely as he deserves mm-hmm. um so I, I i'm planning on seeing more tags i'm assuming coming oh, in the near future here yeah um did the nfl season technically start yet no the season does not start until march 13th okay so there's two things that i'm interested in on march 13th okay nick Foles. Now, yeah, we we had to talk about that. And Case Keenum. Okay. So Nick Foles, first off, uh, was already announced by Schefter this week that apparently he is going to sign a multi-year contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars as soon yes. as free agency it's, opens. It's, it just needs to put pen to paper, I believe, is the mm-hmm. situation, which honestly, uh, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I think Nick Foles was amazing for the city of Philadelphia and – He's he's big dick Nick, and that Super Bowl is one of the greatest Super Bowls ever. Mm-hmm. But we've seen him leave Philly twice and two other teams and just not succeed. Right. Uh, I really think that his good play was a benefit of Doug Peterson's coaching, and I don't know why it doesn't translate to Carson as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars have found a quarterback that could have taken that team they had three years ago to the Super Bowl. He's better than Bortles, obviously. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to make that clear. I do think he's better than Bortles. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. But I wonder where Bortles goes then. Or if he goes anywhere. I, you know what? That's something I was thinking about. Because if they're planning on citing Foles, I would say they it would be a two- or three-year contract. Yes. More like, I would say two, just to be safe. But yeah, I would be. I would not be surprised if maybe they consider keeping Bortles. But the issue is, is that he's well, they'd making, have to sign a new contract, right? Or no, he extended. He extended. I don't know how big of a contract it is, but I mean, I don't know if they would be considering keeping two quarterbacks that highly paid on their roster. I would be intrigued to see what Bortles could get on the trade market. I don't think it'll be high. Yeah, I, I mean, realistically, teams might give him a shot. Or, like, it'll be kind of what they did in Arizona last year. Yeah. Where they had Sam Bradford and Mike Glennon and Josh Rosen come in. Um, it'll be something along that line, you would assume. Yeah, so, so. My, my issue also is that Bortles is now essentially going to be in a crowded quarterback market because Tannehill, they're trying to trade. Teddy Bridgewater's on the open market. Um, I mean, Case Keenum could probably yep. be on the open market, too. I mean, there's a lot of fringe-type quarterbacks that are out there that you're just trying to figure out, okay, who, who would I prefer? Yep. And I feel like that's kind of hard. Tyrod Taylor at. will probably end up. Yep. I, d- I see no reason for the Browns to hold on to him as, yep. as an insurance. He's too good for well, that. Well, the one that's going to be next to impossible to get rid of is Ryan Tannehill because that contract is just absurd. Yeah, I which think... still never makes sense to me. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, I think they looked at it as like we finally had a quarterback that at least was productive for us, so let's lock him down now. But of course, <laughs> but unfortunately, if he... that's the standard for getting paid. That's yeah. super funny. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> he didn't do anything bad yet. <laughs> well, unfortunately, his his knee blew out and his stem cells are over in Swiss Switzerland, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
What can you do? You're obsessed with that. Dude, it's you one of the love gr- that. Dude, man. it's one of the greatest stories I think I ever heard in my life. When was the last time you would ever hear someone say, Yeah, I have backup stem cells in a Swiss bank account well, waiting if, for me? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. This is my dude. To go oh, to Brown. Yeah, I want to see how, how he did his forty. Yeah. Uh, oh not eh. good, but He's at the Combine. That's true. That's a big plus, and, mm-hmm. and he's running next to Josh Allen. <laughs> so sorry for that, guys. We have the uh, linebacker YouTube video pulled up. Josh Allen is about to run. But Dakota Allen is the guy that I want the Steelers to get in like the third round. Yeah. I think that he he's on last chance you if you've ever seen it. Um, the dude himself is he's, he's very smart. He's very technically gifted. Yep. He's got burst. He doesn't have speed i don't know he just he has burst to his hits he's like a cj mosley essentially where he won't like wow yes, you but yeah. he but he's all the the, the fundamentals yep. of a linebacker that you want so if the steelers could snag him as their inside linebacker on the third fourth round he's not going to be as good as busher white no but he's there no he, he'll he be kind of like he'll be in the same mold as vince williams vince williams was a seventh round pick for yep. a lot of people who forget. No, I, I didn't know that yeah i so, actually didn't that's amazing so yeah like he'll, he'll work <laughs> his way up he'll work his way up to and he's better. the type of guy that so his backstory basically he was at texas a&m he got involved this was when cliff was coach um in some gang banging and like got arrested and he got kicked off the team and he went to the last chance you school and he turned that team around won a natty and he called cliff and, and cliff had been watching the team play all year and he called him and and they talked, and he said, we'll welcome you back on the team. Like, you've changed and all this stuff. And then he went. The second he stepped on the team, they voted him captain. He hadn't been there for a year. And the team, the guys that were there, he made such an impact his freshman year of the guys on the team that when he came back as a junior, they made him captain. That's amazing. Yeah. That that really tells you how high of a regard that he had on his teammates. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's incredible. And the, the, the weirdest thing is that he had this electric ability before getting caught for gangbanging mm-hmm. so like um, uh, he he found god like he's such a clear human now and you look at that you're like oh my gosh like he has a lot of the things that nfl locker rooms need mm-hmm. so that's my guy no absolutely i think uh i mean i would like to take him as an early day three pick if i had the yep. chance to i don't know if he would go third round but i mean you never know no yeah agreed happen. yeah he third would be an absolute stretch something has to happen at his pro day or everyone else has to die magnificently <laughs> um my god <laughs> I mean, honest. yeah, his his production. I mean, during the season, kind of matched up to reserve it to be an early day three pick. I mean, you never yeah. know. I could sneak in. Agreed. Is there anyone else you liked in the draft for the Steelers to take, aside from White and Bush? <sighs> I want to get back to the NFL, but I had to ask you that because I know. Uh, honestly, you're um, you. So yeah, I know. I mean, I I feel like linebacker is a bigger priority than corner. I'm I'm just gonna be really honest. yes. In my personal, even opinion, if Greedy Williams falls. You got me there. <laughs> All right, in terms of talent, I would take Greedy Williams, but I think in terms of yeah. need, it's linebacker. Um, I think the corners are just so mixed, mashed right now yep. that it's hard to kind of differentiate between the two, or like it's hard to differentiate between who's considered elite. Like I feel yes. like Greedy is the most elite right now, so if he fell, I would love it. I, in terms of the rest of the talent there, there's not really anyone that I would go out of my way to get. Yep. But if uh, but if Bush or White are there for the taking, I am prioritizing them over any corner. Honestly, yeah. I am. Um, I think in terms of other guys, I would look at the safeties just to kind of see what's out there for me. I would okay. love I would love Nazir Adderley. Yeah. I would love him. Uh, I if we end up getting a second pick from the Antonio Brown trade. Oh, that would be so awesome. I would love a linebacker and safety first two rounds. I know people will get pissed off that we don't get a corner or something like that. Yeah, but, but I think I think getting rid of Sean Davis ain't the worst thing ever. I'm I'm starting to turn into a 
uh, Edmonds guy, just to let you know. Really? You know what it was? It's it's. You look at him, and, and you look at his production this season. His production was not good. Mm-hmm. And that's not really for him, but... It, I blame so Morgan Burnett for that, just for the yeah, fact that he didn't play Yeah, here. that's more what I'm getting, as we have some other names that just aren't great. But I, I don't know. What I feel like is... I am throwing it out there that I think Edmonds is going to have an amazing year too, mm-hmm. but if he doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, so just out of curiosity, why do you not like Sean Davis? Um, I think Sean Davis is a good a, a good safety. I think that he's serviceable. I just think that with Edmonds' like projection and ability, if they hit on a safety out of the draft, okay. that can come in, learn from Sean Davis. But I, I, personally, it just comes down to I hate our secondary as a whole. That's fine. And I think Sean Davis has been the Band-Aid that's been trying to hold the cornerback shit play together. I, I give but, Sean Davis a lot of credit this year because he switched positions. He took, yeah. he took Mike Mitchell's position, and, I mean, Pro Football Focus rated him the most improved player on our team this year Yeah, in terms of metrics, and I, and it showed. Because the thing about secondary pieces— I might say it's James Conner, but— uh, Yeah, that's true. But the way you look at a secondary guy is that if you are not making— if you're not if your name is not called during the game— or as like pointed out or something, that's how you know you're doing good. Yep, that's I a good point. That. That's so, a really good point. Yep, Sean Davis barely got called out a lot during these during the during the season, so I feel like he was a great. It's like great all the times that we kept saying, "Oh, Artie Burns." Yep, exactly. Uh, Artie Burns. <laughs> yeah, which by the way, I I gotta say, seeing Cole seeing Colbert kind of bring up Artie Burns during the dra- during uh, his media time and saying that like he he struggled this year and he's got to find himself. I, I didn't know that. I was I was very surprised that he even mentioned his name there. I didn't. I was, was not expecting that yeah but that's the easy one for me like the easy name to get mad at more recently mm-hmm. it's either burns or bud burns or dupree yeah so burns for me because it's such a glaring need and because watt's been doing so good at getting pressure that it's helped out yeah bud dupree i think that's why it's the easy name to say Artie burns needs to do more well are you saying it's dupree because of the fact that Maybe because T.J. Watt is having such a Dupree's dynamic. Dupree's sack numbers have not been good since he came to the Steelers. Like he doesn't, he just doesn't get penetration. And and I think being next to Watt is helping Dupree one play better, look better, do better. Because we, when we really weren't getting pressure on the edge, and it was just Bud, and when we had like Jarvis Jones or whatever, yeah, it just didn't look good. So you're saying that Bud is not looking as good because of the fact that he's not the predominant no guy i'm saying it looks for good it. for him for a team to have to block watt okay so be, like that's why i'm saying that watt coming onto the team uh obviously his third year or whatever yeah um is helping bud dupree okay a lot more than Artie burns is getting help in the secondary okay that that's fair so but um man i in all in all seriousness i hope teddy bridgewater finds a good team Oh, I do too. I I think he kind of proved him. He proved that he's healthy. He proved that he can take on the load of being a, a quarterback in this league. Oh yeah. Um, I I'd be terrified the moment that he takes a hit. Yep. But but I I'm willing to kind of let that go just because I think he was a, I think he was such such a good college quarterback and yeah. I think he was he would have been a great quarterback for the Vikings if he didn't have that. Well, that makes injury. you wonder then, because you look at the Vikings after that, mm-hmm. they traded a first round draft pick for Sam Bradford. Yep. Sam Bradford played okay, didn't work out. They ended up obviously trading for or signing Kirk Cousins to this massive deal. Yeah. That de- like I just imagine and, that defense. Obviously, Case Keenum was in there. Yeah, in the in between time. <laughs> but imagine that defense, and that offense, led by Teddy Bridgewater. 
have been fun. Oh, it would have been amazing. Bridgewater also strikes me as a natural leader. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Com- yeah. I mean, compared to Kirk Cousins, like, I just don't see it. Well, in the story I'm... alone, you have to love him. Oh, yeah, and I loved the, the – do you remember the video where he bought his uh, Mama Pink Cadillac as a as a gift after he got his roster bonus? Yep. That was so cool. That was like – that reminded me cause, that reminded me of it because when Darius Leonard got his bonus after getting all pro, he gave he bought his Mama car. Oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of funny how that stuff works out, but, yeah. Damn. Oh boy, is there any other NFL news you want to talk about? Ooh, uh, nothing off the top of my head right now. Uh, we could spend the rest of the show talking about Antonio Brown, but I really don't want to do that. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. I want to avoid that, like the plague. Um, no, not nothing too crazy. Although I did wanted to get your thought on something kind of combine related. I read something that the NFL is now looking at uh, the combine potentially being a prime time event next year. Seriously? Yeah. I I. What I do they mean by that? They'd like, be a like, one-day thing? No, no, like primetime is in like, we'll have it stretched out, but it would be a night event. So like the combine would take place at night. Personally, I like that more because I don't get to watch it during the day. Okay. But it's a bold strategy to assume there's people like me all over the world. But it was also a bold strategy to make the draft a, a spectacle that it is. Oh, the draft should always be a spectacle. Oh, yeah. But I, what I'm saying is if the draft was during the day, more people would be tuned into that than the combine. Is oh, that's fair. Oh, no. I remember when I was a little kid watching the draft during the day. I had to, I think it was on at like, uh, it was on at noon on. Uh, oh, that's so crazy. Yeah, me. it was on at noon on Saturday. It did rounds one, two, and three. And then Sunday it started at 11 a.m. And then you did four, five, six, seven. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, now I like that it's Thursday. It's this big event. I think they did a good job with it, honestly. Oh, absolutely. It's now something that pe- I look forward to the draft more than I do the Super Bowl. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because that's the thing, too. If you're a fan of – if you're any NFL fan, the draft is something to look forward to. It's not just like for the Super Bowl you're only limited to two teams. The draft is for seriously every single football fan to yeah. watch and enjoy and hope for a future. And you sit here and you think like, okay – um, I got to watch this guy go through the draft process. Mm-hmm. I what if like if 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 we come out this year and Kyler Murray turns out to be the greatest quarterback of all time? Right. It's like I, I remember that. Like yeah. I watched the draft. Like that was really cool. Yeah. You also kind of watch to see what Kyler Murray did to get himself into being yep. the best quarterback ever. Which also it begs the question. Now the big rumor coming out of the combine is that Kyler is most likely going to be the number one overall pick this year. <sighs> I find that really... The problem, I got such a big issue with Kyler Murray going number one overall. Mm-hmm. To the to the Cardinals. If someone trades for him and gets him number one, whatever. If someone fine. trades for him, I feel like that's going to be the better option with this happening. But, like, it's going to be... I feel so bad for Josh Rosen. Well, it's just, if Josh Rosen was in this draft, I don't think anybody would care about Haskins, Jones, Locke, or even Murray. It blows my mind. Josh Rosen is is a blue chip quarterback prospect that thinks he's the best on the planet. Obviously, you know, didn't have the greatest year last year, but that team was bad, terrible. He was also on a really bad UCLA team too. Yeah, like his like his. I, first I just I think years. that if he was in this draft, he would be easily the number one overall pick. I think in terms of the physical traits that he has, I agree with you. I think it's he would crazy get there. to me. I think he could. I think Dwayne Haskins could come close just because of the big arm and because of the. You know the success that he had, that might like yeah. be an issue there. But no, like I, I'm right there with you. I think Rosen could. I think Rosen would absolutely be the top quarterback prospect in this. And it's year. it's just like, 
I don't know. Yeah. Then you got to ask yourself, what is Josh Rosen worth when you trade him? Well, I mean, trading the first-round pick is worth a lot. Trading a first-round picked player a year after is not worth, is not worth anything. Mm-mm. Like Josh Rosen, it'd be like a third-round pick at this point. That's what it was. I read Peter King's article this morning that I believe uh, a lot of uh, GMs and scouts even said like he's worth a third-round pick right now. But that's mostly because of his rookie season. He barely did much because he was just on a bad team. Yeah, that's the team that obviously signed Mike Glennon and Sam Bradford, and Sam Bradford got hurt, so Rosen went in. But you got David Johnson, who's not that good. That defense is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is on. Is honestly, this might be his last year. Yeah, I don't blame him. No, absolutely. Give Christian him. Kirk the slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald was even quoted as saying that when I think he was asked about the Antonio Brown situation, and he's like, he doesn't know how good he has it. Yeah, so that yeah, I, he had said that AB needs to understand that he's playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. Larry has had so many quarterbacks. Yeah, and the one his one successful year or his better years was when he had a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing him the ball. Damn. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that says a lot, too. Oh, yeah, the Cardinals had some terrible quarterbacks, but Larry Fitz like, still made it work, even with that those bad arms that he had. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Um, I don't know, man. I just And it's not that I think Josh Rosen will easily be a better – like, I, I do. I think he's going to be better than Murray. You are a big fan of, of Josh Rosen, I love Rosen, Josh man. Rosen, dude. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's got the it thing. He's got, he's got that edge that, like, definitely reminds me of Rodgers, though, because it's like I guarantee some of his teammates are going to hate him. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee he wins more games with that attitude than he loses. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the screw you, I'm me, I'm here for a reason, I know my worth. Like, we're going to get, like, I don't know. I just I love quarterbacks like yeah. that. Yeah, quarterback, yeah, the weird thing about Rosen is that he can be can looked at, you know, in a negative aspect just because of the fact that he's kind of a, you know, he takes on the pressure and stuff like that. He's yep. kind of, he has like a, he's got a big dick attitude. Yeah, he really does. Absolutely, he really does. But at the same time, though, he doesn't let that become a, a detriment to the team. No, he looks not at, at it. All. He looks at it as like I'm going to lead this team to success. And I mean, he, the outside folks probably think it's a negative because of his attitude issues. But at the same time, though, if this is a guy that puts all of his like time and effort into winning football, that that's all you need. Screw it. I mean, who cares if he's a jerk? If he's a jerk, but he's loved by his teammates, yep. big deal. Nobody outside the locker room cares. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get off football for a little bit. I want to talk about um, basketball. Okay. And the reason I want to talk about basketball is because I, I'm i fully blown, just done with LeBron, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you see, I saw uh, something oh on a Bleacher Report today that um, it, it, looks in, it's look, it looks like it's expected that Luke Walton's going to be on his way out, which I truly think is just is so sad because I truly – humbly believe that if LeBron never signed with the Lakers this offseason, Luke Walton would still be yep would not be having well, this much hassle going no, on. No, and and the, the I, it's dude, I can't even express how I called this. And I know that everyone else that thinks the same way I did called it too. He didn't go to LA for the young team. He didn't go to LA to play with Walton. He didn't go to LA for any reason other than to say he played for LA yep. and to be in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It is so obvious and so frustrating to be a part of something that like it's it's just so ridiculous what he's done to this team. It's a headache. Everything's been about him. Every single moment has been about his personal growth and ability. And if you don't believe that, these Anthony Davis like leaked trade talks that aren't working out are the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened mm-hmm. to the Lakers 
basketball-wise. Like, it hurt, it's so embarrassing. Does it hurt LeBron's legacy that he goes to the Lakers and just did not succeed compared to most of the other big stars who go to the Lakers and actually show success? Well, it's just... I, this absolutely hurts LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like, he had... And, and, and then you gotta look at... He, he set up Cleveland. Oh, wait, that's so freaking exhausting. <laughs> he set up Cleveland to fail without him. Like, literally, if you look at what they have right now, they have two massive contracts with um, J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson. Yep, they and have, Kevin Love. And Kevin Love still. Mm-hmm. Massive contracts that he got them. But then he just, you know, he left, which is fine. He can do that. But then you look at the Lakers team. He goes there. He tries to trade everyone to bring other people in. He tries to get the coach fired. It's why is he such a cancer mm-hmm. on the court, man? Like, ugh. No, it's it's ridiculous. And, I mean, I remember when me and you even saw the thing where he was trying to get a, a player that the Phoenix Suns released because the Suns had a friend of his in the front the, office. Tyson Chandler. Yep. He had a friend in the Suns' front office and asked him to make a deal, which, guess what? The Suns then came out and said they won't do any more deals with the Lakers. Yeah. Like, it's it's tampering. It's it's literally everything he – every step he makes, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and I know he is for a lot of things. Oh, from a business standpoint? He's, yes. He's done great things for himself, and I, I will never knock him for that. But it's never. like, dude, everyone sees what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not this hidden thing. Like, we see that you're trying to get – the Suns to give you players for cheaper because you're friends with a guy. Absolutely, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. I and I think the <laughs> I read an arc, I read something today that uh, ESPN put out uh, in whole editorial about the terrible Suns organization and what they've been trying to do. I'm intrigued to see how much of that had to yeah. do with uh, the James Jones screw up. Yeah, that uh, that team is an enigma, man. They just cannot get it right. And Seckley and I fight about this because he said that. Uh, no, they they have to be a good team eventually, just with the talent they have. Right. Which is, I mean, Aiton, Justin Jackson, you got uh, Devin uh, Booker. Booker. You have there's someone else there that's a big name. Um, it's uh, who was the kid that was hurt? No, who did they draft this year? The kid out of Michigan. Did they uh, draft him? No, they didn't draft him. Are you talking about Nick Stauskas? No, 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 no. Hold on, because they have a guy, and I can't remember. Who? I just I remember Deion, they drafted DeAndre Ayton. Um, oh Bridges. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Miles Bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, who's a freak? Like, but I still think that organization is just going to shoot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it is. I mean, I feel like you would think teams that are able to collect so much talent after a while somehow find a way to work. But I mean, the Minnesota Timberwolves are a big yep. example of that. That was the exact one I was going to say. Yeah, like they they for years have drafted elite guys who are considered elite, but yet they just cannot figure out how to win. It's something that is just blowing their minds because Cat Cat yeah. is arguably top five player in this league right yes. now. Yes, yeah, easy. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you look at it from a dynasty standpoint, he's arguably number one. Like from a standpoint of they have him for this long and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to talk about the Lakers is they did stop their contract negotiations with Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I that's saw that contingent today. on if they make the playoffs or not. Now, I mean, I like that. They basically are like, if we make the playoffs, we'll sign you to a contract for the playoffs. If not, why would we mm-hmm. sign you? I wanted to get your take on um, on uh, Zubak, who put the comment. Yeah, who put Screw the- that, dude. That was man. funny. Come he on, said it's, man. No, there were so many close games, and now in L.A., like, they're blowing teams out. <laughs> it's Credit- just, dude, you, 
But that's a credit to the Clippers, though, for actually having a team yes. that puts that puts you know ass to seats. Mm-hmm. Puts <laughs> ass to seats, and they're actually able to do well with the talent they have around. Them. Yeah, the Clippers. I mean, Lou Williams basically, sweet Lou, killed that team, man. He was so good for them, and we had him, and it's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, the, the Clippers are good. I mean, you can't hate on them. I think that getting rid of Tobias Harris was an interesting move. Yeah. Um, no matter what you got in return, mm-hmm. but no, Zubak, like he was good with us at the end there, and yeah. I really still think we should have him. But you know what? LeBron owns the team, apparently, so what can I know? The Clippers have spots for two max contracts, and they're going to be a playoff team this year. Crazy. That's a very, very, like, and big And Kawhi thing. Leonard's come out and said he'd rather be a Clipper. I mean, you offer him that one, and you offer someone else. I mean, dang. See, I'm looking at the Kawhi Leonard situation right now. The The Raptors are in first place in the East. They're, I believe they have, they're 47 and 15. I okay. think they probably have some more wins. I couldn't tell you. I'm looking at Kawhi's situation right now. I mean, he has a team that could potentially com- win the NBA yeah, championship. he could win a championship this year. I wouldn't be surprised. And he would still leave. Yep. Do you seriously, if Kawhi wins a championship in Toronto, does he leave still? Yes. You still think he does? I just think he wants to be in L.A. And, and honestly, I think that he, I don't know, that's a good question, but I think it would be tougher for him to leave if they got to the finals and lost than if they won. Because if they get to the finals and lose, it's like, Kawhi, look what we have. Look what we can do. Right. But if they go to the finals and win, Toronto has a trophy. Yeah. Like, a trophy wins everything. Yeah. Cleveland should hate LeBron, but he brought them a trophy. And Kawhi could essentially look at this. He could be like, all right, I created a legacy in one yes, year here. that's the thing. I created it in one year. Screw the Spurs. I went to a team that was arguably the same kind of talent, except in, like, we just swapped, and guess what? We won. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Kawhi's such a soft-spoken dude. It's tough to yeah. try and get in his head and think about it. Also, he has really, really bad signature shoes. I'm just going to point that oh, out. Oh, yeah. Those New Balance things are ugly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who's telling them these ideas are good, but they're just so bad. Well, dude, that's going to be the new thing now that like any star player is going to be like, well, why go to Nike when I can be the face of my own brand? Guys, yep. there's a reason that Nike is Nike. They know what they're doing with yeah. shoes. Puma and DeAndre Yaton and Marvin Bagley and all them. <sighs> we'll see if that pays off. Uh, you do got to think, though, like if Puma's going to pay you $200 million to be the face and maybe Nike's going to pay you $90 million or whatever. You're obviously going to take the bigger one. That's going to be the face, but like, right. uh, being on Under Armour or Nike would be so dope. I need to try on those Puma, like basketball sneakers and see how they actually. Yeah. Play. I think they'd be cool. At least. Yeah. Cause I got, but cause like, I'm a little nervous about it. Cause like when I see, whenever I see new shoes enter the market, I immediately get nervous and think it's a new Starberry. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I remember, really? yeah, because I remember. Um, That's funny, I remember during some talk show, they uh, when the Starberries first came out, they did a side by side comparison of Starberries and a pair of Jordans, and uh, I think they cut open the inside to look and see what Shut was. Shut up. Yeah, the Jordan had so much excess padding in there; it was like really comfy, and the Starberry was just super thin just material the shoe, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's just. I mean, there's a reason why people get the Jordans, like basketball-wise. Like, and yeah. I get it. I get the retail aspect of it because you could be like, okay, I'm helping, you know, maybe underprivileged kids get something that is just that can look just as nice, and it's an NBA player that's using it. But at the same time, though, in terms of quality, man, come on. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Argue I mean, that. just even like even going with Under Armour or Reebok, I feel like they're at least established enough. Like maybe not so much Reebok anymore, but Under Armour, like I'd be comfortable. Nike and Adidas are just. It's too easy to love being a part of those two teams. You yeah. know what I mean? 
So that's the big deal for me with those kind of guys. But hey, whatever, man. Although I would argue, be weird, cool, I'd be weird. I would argue Under Armour's number two now behind Nike. Really? Yeah. Even with James Harden? Yeah, I still would. And Dame? They got Steph. Steph is the guy that people look at, man. And Giannis? Is Giannis with Adidas? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like he is, but I don't know. I don't know, man. Like I feel like Steph is just the more recognizable one, and people see those shoes and the nice blue and gold they got there. Yeah, but some of Steph's shoes are so ugly. Oh, yeah. They look like terrible dad shoes. Well, he did come out with dad shoes. Yeah, but they weren't supposed to be dad shoes. (laughs) That's the problem. They were dad shoes, though. That goes without saying. Any baseball news, Greg? Uh, Bryce Harper said he's going to bring a championship to D.C., so that's cool. I did see Bryce Harper say that he was trying to recruit Le'Veon Bell to come to the Eagles. Oh, yeah, he DM'd him. He said, uh, bro, you know, let's get double trophies for this city. I I am intrigued with uh, the one aspect of this is that after uh, Bryce Harper made his uh, 13-year contract, uh, immediately afterwards the news came out was that uh, the Los Angeles Angels made an offer to Mike Trout for a 10-year, $350 million contract. Damn. So he'd be making 35 mil per season, um, so he wouldn't even hit the open market. Wait, what was the the top number for this? Like uh, how much overall he would make? It was 10 years, $350 million. Jeez. Yep. And he deserves every penny of it. He deserves every penny of it. He's the best player in baseball. <laughs> it's not even so close. did he sign it, I'm assuming? They he they didn't say he was going to sign. They said he was offered it. I'm taking that. Really? Oh, my God, yeah. Dude, Mike Trout might make 400 Yeah, but you already have 350 That's true. And for him to be, I'm sure he does things with the show. He does things with Gatorade. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is another 50? I mean, okay, another 50 mil yeah. is another 50 mil, but still, like, I don't know. I look at it and I'm... Because look at what Harper got. It wasn't 400. You know what I mean? Obviously, Mike Trout's better, true, but... True, true. Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper got 13-year 330, I think. So, like, he got the overall dollar figure, but in terms of average amount, he got, like... he's In terms of average amount, he's the 14th highest play player in baseball. Wow. Yeah. So, would this put Trout at one? At 35, yeah, it okay. would. Yeah, it definitely would. But it won't be... But, like, it'll get surpassed soon afterwards because Mookie Betts is probably going to get a bigger contract after that. You think? Oh, yeah. Mookie Betts is younger, and he won an MVP. Jeez. And a World Series. Oh, I mean, I mean Mike, Mike, Mike Trout won two MVPs, but he never won a World Series. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that's all you need to know right there. All right, Greg, is there anything you want to talk about before we close it down? Close no, up shop? No, this was a very Combine-heavy episode, but for, yeah. but for good reason, because Combine is something that we look forward to every year. It's a good prelude to the draft, which happens in about six weeks. Yep. Mm. Which, uh, can't wait, April 27th, I think, is the final day of the draft, so yep. it'll be the 25th or whatever. Yeah, it's the week after Easter, so I'm looking forward yep. to that. And we'll probably do, which uh, we were talking about a little bit today, a live uh, stream broadcast of the draft, so you can watch it with us. We'll be uh, just have it on. Um I don't know. It'll probably be here. I'm trying to think. Yeah, well, we might do it at the yeah, same yeah. spot as Two Beers Deep. So be, wa- we'll be watching us the entire time as we react to the draft. That'll well, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have our mocks there. We're gonna be talking about guys. We're gonna do a podcast episode with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the majority of it's gonna be who got the pick right. So oh, we're gonna play yeah, a little absolutely. game called Who Got the Pick Right. <laughs> I plan on winning. You do plan on winning? Yeah, I should. Are I mean, we gonna, you don't want to plan gonna, on losing. Are we gonna do it as the pick happens? Or yep. Are we gonna do it beforehand? We are doing our mock, like we will have our final mock draft in front of us with our picks on a piece of paper, and then we'll just see who's correct. All right, that's fair. So, Moorhead's is going to look eerily similar to Mel Kuyper's, I feel. Eerily, yeah, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised by that. All right, guys, well, again, 
go check out all the other stuff we got going on. Go check out the website, thoughtsintheveg.com. Obviously, we have the St. Patrick's Day clothing that is up on the store. Uh, I told people to guarantee you can get in. They should have ordered by this week. My hat just came in, and I ordered um, about a week ago as soon as this stuff dropped, but it looks great. Super happy with it. Yeah, the hat is really, really nice. It's a good Love material, it. actually. Yeah. So, guys, make sure you go check that out. Always tftbstore.com, um, thoughtsinthebench.com. Go check out the other podcasts. Check out the cornhole video on Friday. Hmm. That was so funny. Oh, the the rivalry week one was yep, great. It's playoffs this week, so I got to mm-hmm. go record them tomorrow. But all right, guys, this was uh, this was two beers deep. So thanks for listening. By the way, Moorhead would not be able to pay for ESPN Plus. Just saying. Hey, no, 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 no.